1: You We're should buy a
0: new computer, James. You should buy a hundred new computers.
1: A <laughs> hundred new computers.
0: You should buy a hundred
2: netbooks. Gaming
0: computers.
1: You put the Chromebook, and then you put another Chromebook on top of it. <laughs> and then you have a Chromebook sandwich. The processing
0: power. That's a neural netbook. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a
2: Chromebook sandwich. <laughs>
3: So, Gable, you are once again falling. Don't want
1: that. Thank you. Um, I think Gable is incredibly confused as to what just happened. (laughs) Yeah, so. Travis extended a scarf. They took the scarf. And then Travis used the scarf to make things worse. And now they're falling again. And it all happened so quickly that they're really not sure, like, Did was I ever here? Did what (laughs) what an expansion of energy that just occurred. We
3: have an NPC slot here, and Sifa is going to make a roll to try and ascend. She is better with agility than she is with Brawn. So she wants to move up from unrooted. She gets one success, which is all she needs to move up. Uh, She is now balanced. Sifa, like having been pushed back by Oromar and Jonnet was struggling, but with Johnny coming in and unbalancing Jonnet, she is able to roll her movements back and does like kind of a cartwheel around the other side of Oromar. And when she is done with her cartwheel, she lands with solid footing again, now standing kind of across Oromar as the two face one another. We've got a PC slot, Jonnet.
2: Um, what you gonna do? You're falling, bud. I am falling. Uh, Jonet is going to. How? Yeah, I guess. Is there anything in the way of like? I guess what what what's an action that someone can take to prevent falling? Is there anything that I can interact with? Are there more? Are there, am I passing? Like, so, so
3: you, when I say falling, what I mean is not that you are suspended in midair. It is, unless you do something immediately to recover, the next thing that's going to
2: happen to you is falling off the platform. Gotcha. So I'm like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog at the, the edge of anywhere and just kind of like teetering and tottering. And yes, like yes, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, I think this is when Jonet is going to. Attempt to make sense of the half cape and uh, ah, perfect. He's going to try and get a full swing uh, and catch the air to sort of propel him back onto the platform instead. I like this a lot, yeah, instead of like the momentum taking him off the side. So that is Braun. Uh,
3: yes, that is Braun that you're rolling. I am going to say that it is upgraded twice because not only are you doing this within the style that you were taught uh but this is you know bringing back something that you had set up for yourself earlier so this so, is against hard
2: okay yeah hard is two or hard is three H- hard is 3
3: <laughs> uh now at this point i will say i did say other regular things that you do uh normally can influence your actions here. So you could attempt to open your eye as well if you wanted to get an additional upgrade that would give you another green die in addition to your two yellow. That would cost you some strain, which isn't a big factor in this fight. So,
2: I want to save the the eye opening for maybe something more dramatic possibly later. Um, So I'm going to roll this. We'll see if you make it through this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is a complete wash
3: complete wash. You can cast out to a luminary, which I would suggest to do because otherwise you're getting eliminated.
2: Give me that luminary. All right. Let's
3: see who is on your side. What are we going to need to appease them? It is the newborn. <gasps> Hello. The newborn a represents uh let's Babies.
1: See. small
3: humans. It does represent a small human in many ways. Newborn's themes are beginning, responsibility, and potential. So if you feel like you can describe something that honors some of those themes, uh, we can turn that failure into a success and appease the newborn.
2: I feel like, this is me just talking this out, but I feel like the act of using the half cape is kind of like a, he's fulfilling like the potential of the style. And I'm wondering, how do we further that?
3: Well, one of the things you encountered, Huano, while everybody was, you know, using these moringos, right? Mm-hmm. You are essentially using the half cape to kind of get at the core function of what a moringo does. Mm-hmm. So you are putting together all of that. I, I kind of think what this is is... Johnny has tipped you all the way back. She essentially lifted up your heel as, as you were sort of careening backwards and tipped you off the platform. You are using that half cape to catch the wind and, like, spin yourself back onto the platform. So this is showing that, like, everything that Juana uh, uh, is bringing to the table is worth something.
2: Is there potentially a platform below Johnny?
3: Ooh, yeah, like, well, there is one of the platforms that has sort of fallen down into, like, its completely unstable side. Like, it's basically flipped onto its side right now.
2: I mean, that feels like threading a needle, but that'd be dope, where it's like he kind of, like, rips the tie off and grabs it like the moringo, and then catches enough air to... As he's falling, to like try and find a place to "quote unquote" land, even if it's just like getting enough of a grasp on this sideways platform to still be in it.
3: Uh, yeah, kind of what I, I I think I like happening. Like most of this is going to happen at the end of the initiative round. Right. But essentially, Jonet like falls backwards and uses that half cape to to sail back a little farther and basically touches the side of this unstable platform with his foot and it rotates because of that and basically when the wind catches it, it bounces up underneath him. So Jonnet is now on a freshly restored platform, not fallen because of this clutch move in the 11th hour. I think this brings us to Oromar. Oromar is going to try and ascend at this point. Oromar is between two opponents, between Johnny and Sifa. He hasn't been unrooted, but he, I think, took Huano's lessons very seriously, and he, you know, having limited physical movements, really only what Dref anticipated he would need to do to move. He does have great footwork in combat and whatnot, but a lot of what he's having to do here are really original movements, uh, which is very taxing on him. I think, Travis, you, you definitely take a four stamina drain as Oromar. Rolls into himself to try and move more in tune with the wind. So, Oromar is going to be rolling his agility. And Oromar rolls a triumph. A triumph and two threats here. (laughs) Good for him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I think it's the sort of thing where he's got Johnny on one side and Sifa on the other, and these two are like... Johnny is a tremendous competitor. She whirls on Oromar and like kind of like gives a little look to John at like slick move, kid, but I'm about to knock out your captain now. Turns around and like there is a whirling movement of her arm that Oromar kind of has to bend backwards to get around. While Sifa moves in with a firmly rooted hip swing to try and knock Oromar off balance instead of stiffly moving against these movements, Oromar flows with them into a bit of a roll and like the wind picks up and billows beneath his clothing. And there is a movement of Sifa and Johnny advancing with dance movements, uh, trying to herd Oromar to the edge of this platform. And Oromar, even though he can't move Quickly, And some of his movements have to be stiff. They happen to be just the right movements or the wind blows in the perfect way to support him. And he is ascended, which is going to give him advantage on his future roles. I think the real disadvantage with these threats are that's two more strain that he has to pull from Travis to keep using life force to make these original movements for himself. I think it is time for the next round. And that is still going to be an NPC slot. I think Sifa is, is going to go for another Ascend. She is this time rolling her agility because she is balanced. But she's going to try and match Orimar. So. Sifa ascends with some grace. She's got two successes. So now Sifa and Oromar are kind of locked in this neutral dance. Like there are aggressive things that you can do to try and unbalance your opponent. But if you're engaged with an opponent, you're also kind of moving with them and testing them for weaknesses. So these two are locked in movement with each other, sort of swirling around each other. Maybe they'll make some feints and shifts to move at one another, but they really don't do anything firmly aggressive against each other, which is interesting because their platform is about to go. And I think they have kind of moved themselves into the middle of this platform together. We move on to a PC slot. Jonnett. Go for it.
2: All right. So Jonnett is on. Is anybody else on this platform?
3: Uh, you are kind of alone on this platform right
2: now. That's right. Okay. It's newly stabilized. This platform
3: just Great. popped Jonet, back
2: into existence. Dope. Jonnet is going to take off at a full sprint at the closest... like s- these. There's silk ropes sort of binding between platforms, right? Okay. Yeah. He's going to head for the closest silk rope. Basically, he's going to... Because I'm, what I've gathered here is like these are platforms, but also they're very susceptible to like shifting of weight. Yeah, imagine
3: like trying to get into a hammock, especially like when you are little and uncoordinated. Impossible. There's a chance you're going to sit on that thing and it's just going to swing and knock you right Mm -hmm. off.
2: Mm Hmm. I didn't successfully sit in a hammock until I was (laughs) twenty-eight. I love that. Don't don't worry. It was the happiest day of my life. (laughs) Um, Of course, it was. Hammocks are great. Um, the, so Jonah is going to take off at a dead sprint towards this, uh, silk rope halfway through, like towards the end of this run, he's going to jump and sort of land at the foot of where this is secured down. So he can like tilt his platform down and like destabilize the platform above.
3: Okay. So you are you're trying to destabilize the platform that currently Oromar, Sifa and Johnny are on if I'm understanding properly.
2: It's a net gain of of 1.
3: Destabilize yeah, no, I, all 3,
2: net gain of 1.
3: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's cool because right now their platform is unstable, so roll this first of all. Okay. Uh,
2: if you are successful in this, their platform will disappear, which oh. is very useful to you. Gotcha. And so I'm rolling brawn, Mm -hmm. so that is two green. How hard is this? Uh, It's going to be two purple. Boop, boop. That is one
3: success and one threat. All right. So the platform disappears. Orimar and Sifa are fluid right now, so they can still roll from fluid, but Johnny is immediately shifting to falling which means Johnny is going to have to roll a brawn and with a uh, black die where Oromar and Sifa are going to be rolling agility with blue dice. But like, yeah, their platform is gone. As for the threat, I think, you know, you are sort of out, barely balanced on a tightrope right now is essentially what I think has happened. Because like you moved to like kind of the network of these ropes and like now you're just balancing on this tightrope.
2: Once he made that impact, he lost his balance and is now grabbing onto the silk rope itself. Okay, yeah.
3: So you're you're just hanging from that rope. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, but you, you've made their platform disappear. Johnny is going to have to spend her turn trying to recover from this. Her strength is definitely not as good as her agility. Let's see if she can pull this off. Uh, no successes on that one yeah and the it's it's just a failure and a threat so she like falls past you what what like as she's falling past you I think you two lock eyes what happens
2: oh crap <laughs> oh man I wish did she say she said we'll see at the top of the at the mm-hmm. top of the match right okay yeah, yeah. John it just gives he gives her the deuces and like, we'll see <laughs>
3: boom Uh, and she like (laughs) falls and hits the net there's a little bounce in the net and she has fallen safely but she is out of this competition right now which means we have an npc slot orimar and sifa are kind of locked together in the air They are both moving with the wind. The wind is like kind of swirling around them. The platform is gone. Siva is going to make an aggressive move against Oromar. Holy shit. Do I want to? Yeah, I'll call, I'll see which luminary. Uh, It is a wash on successes and failures, but there are three advantages here. And it is. The perfect crime. Oh. Mm -mm. Okay. All right. Sifa is a notorious pirate queen. She is kind of ruthless in her tactics. Uh, She knows her opponents. She learns their weaknesses. And when she needs to, she will use those weaknesses against them. Oromar has you know, just learned this new thing. But he is also, you know, preternaturally talented at so many things that he tries because when he tries them, he tries really hard. And he has, in a day, picked up this new art form and danced himself into a position where he is synced up with the wind. Both of them have a critical opportunity right now to strike at the other and remain in this competition. All she needs to do is get an upper hand on Oromar. So she leans forward and kisses him. This, you feel Uh-oh. a surge, an explosion of emotions radiating out of Oromar, Travis. Uh, it is a little disorienting. Uh. Um, Sifa. But while she does it, she lifts she lifts the foot, plants it towards his chest and stomach, and sends him flying back. Oromar has gone from ascended to fluid to falling. And Sifa has pushed herself back and sort of lands with her robes flaring out onto Jonet's platform.
0: So yeah, we've got a PC T. slot. Travis, how you doing? Uh, am I on a platform alone right now? You are on a platform alone. I've been, right been now. falling for about ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and who else is so? Who else is left uh, in opponents? Is it just Sifa? Just Sifa, yes. Then I guess I'll go to that platform. All right, that's easy. You move over to
3: that platform. It is now you and Janet staring down Sifa. What would
0: be fun? I think an Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, oh Christ! I would kill to be in an Applebee's right now. <laughs> Recording um, this podcast
1: <laughs> in an
3: Applebee's.
0: Oof. As soon as we're all fully vaccinated, we will record inside an Applebee's.
3: Yeah. Y'all want to <laughs> risk my life right now and go to an Apple? I guess we're also
2: risking Liz's life. Uh, yes. Just a couple. Tyler, lives you and I to can go to Applebee's. Yeah, or an yeah. Applebee's. Yeah. We'll do this. They probably got wi And I guess we're risking probably the lives bad. of everyone around us.
0: Uh, <laughs> so what I think would be fun. Is for each of us. I don't know. I looked how to do this in the in the mechanics, but for each of us to sort of use our um, half capes to kind of like wrap around her, kind of like do a flick to wrap around, and then each like pull so that she like spins and goes off balance. Uh, I like that.
3: I, you know, I, I think that is an aggressive move at the end of the day because you're you're trying to unroot her. you're trying to pull her down from fluid. So roll your let's see what's Travis. This, Travis is still unrooted, so this is a brawn check. if If only you would ascend because <laughs> that, that would put you into your agility, which is I believe do, much better. How do I ascend? You, you, instead of attacking an opponent that is focusing on reclaiming your balance, and it's still a roll, but, you know, you'd be sort of rolling your brawn and that would push you into agility.
0: Oh, my agility so much better. It's like hilariously better. Yeah, I'll try and do that then. So what's right, the difficulty?
3: So this is an average check coming from your brawn.
0: Okay, that is no. No. That's three failures right there. <laughs> oh wow. So, well, wow.
3: Huh. Huh. I I kind of think what happens is Travis like jumps from one platform to another, and you are just now kind of getting hit with the fatigue that Oramar was pulling from you. Also, you know. An explosion of excitement of of the person that, that you have been in love with for goodness knows how long, have a complicated relationship with, like all of the emotions from that hit you as though that person had kissed you like in an instant. So every time you sort of reclaim yourself, like first of all, there's like just an immense physical drain and then there's an immense emotional explosion. You just like can't compose yourself. Fair enough. It was a risk. I do think it was a worthy risk. It just didn't work out. We are going to move to another PC slot. Gable, let's see if you're still in this. I'm Uh, falling. This is a hard check to recover from this falling. You're essentially hoping that you grab a rope or potentially uh, maneuver yourself to bounce off of Koo again.
1: (laughs) Who who is still, like, stays...
3: I mean, Koo is like a wild animal right now, so I think he's
1: tangled in the net a little bit. Which would be extremely funny. So is this a brawn? Uh,
3: This is brawn. This is a brawn check, and it is hard. And uh, and you have two black dice against you.
1: Two black dice plus the three purple? Yes, because you're falling. Two black dice, three purple dice. Mm -hmm. Oh, this will be fine. This is going to be fine. Oh, it wasn't fine. Uh, How? That's a failure and two threats.
3: So you land. Do you want to describe for me how Gable lands in that net?
1: Oh, key dokie. Oh, this is going to be sad. I don't think Gable finds themselves in a moment frequently where they are falling. Either they have a bird or they're confident enough. There's a net or it has not happened in a very long time. And unfortunately, They still have a reflex to where if they are falling and completely caught off guard, they try to fly. Mm. Oh, that makes
3: sense. I can see the post-traumatic stress surrounding this situation.
1: So all of a sudden they're letting go, trying to process, like, what did Travis just do? Was that on purpose or was he just being stupid? And then they twist around and try to flap their wings and realize... Oh, and by the time they've realized they're on the ground.
3: Yeah, you're kind of on the net there. And, I, you know, I, I do think you have like kind of a, a shock full body sweat. There's the dull ache of trying to move a nasty scarred appendage that you don't really have, but has sort of been designed to always ache a little bit as a reminder. It is a bad time at least the net is more gentle and nurturing than the cold sea. So yeah, you you are out of this competition and we come to Oromar, who is also falling. Oromar, not in a great fly. position right <laughs> now.
1: Oromar has beautiful wings. Uh,
3: Yeah, with... Two failures and two threats, Orimar kind of has to reckon with the fact that not only is he falling, but he has fallen. And he hits the net and sort of is swept over with, I mean, like he is a spirit inside a body. So maybe, I don't know if the, if the same fluid dynamics that allow a body to balance normally are necessary. I mean, probably, I guess they are because the thing still needs to stand. But he is also dealing with the things that he can feel so much more sharply, so much more real. Like a lot of the the feeling that he gets from his body is just data to him at this point. But the thing that exists, whether you are alive or whether you are dead, the thing that always exists at the core of your soul are your emotions and your heart. And the feelings of confusion of we were in the heat of battle. I know, I know Sifa. I know Sifa better than I know almost anyone. What could that mean? Did she simply take advantage because it was the right tactical move Or does she return my feelings? He is stuck with that as he is caught in the net, sort of bouncing away. And I think we're at the top of a new round, which is really interesting because now the platform that Jonnett, Sifa, and Travis are on is about to go. There are platforms that have sprung back into existence around them and platforms that have uh, recently become unstable. What are y'all doing? I time. All right.
2: Pop her open, Jonnett. <laughs> okay, so he's going to take two strain and... He's going to just take in. I want to see like, like how this platform is going to give in what direction and which platforms in the surrounding area are most favorable in that when that happens.
3: Okay, yeah, uh, I, I I think. We can sort of describe your eye opening up without a roll first, because, like, you know, this is how you're making your decisions. So, what you see, you open your eye and you see the divine strands and connections of the universe around you. And in a lot of ways, you can see the wind, you can see the paths of the wind as it moves throughout these platforms. And, you know, you can see that the platform that you're currently standing on is not very stable. You can see the platform that Gable originally fell from has restored itself. And you can see, like, the closest platform to you is also kind of about to go. But most importantly, you can see Sifa. And you can see the ways in which she is connected to the wind right now. She might not be able to see what you can see. But she can feel the wind, and you know that she is moving with it, kind of in a way that you know that you're not, because you can tell that you are not connected to the wind right now. Neither is Travis.
2: If that's the case, then Jonnet is going to do the thing where, like, he like quickly licks his his finger, holds it up, and like sees which direction the wind is going, and he he, he starts. Like he, he motions to Travis, like, follow me. And he bolts towards that direction side of the platform.
3: Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, I have a new book coming out soon, The Ultimate RPG Game Master's Worldbuilding Guide is a collection of prompts, exercises, and activities to help you develop more complex and interesting worlds for your roleplaying. Heroes, if you like the world building in Skyjacks and you wish you could bring some of that complexity to your home game, this book is absolutely for you. I've created activities tailored to some of the most popular RPG genres to give you a wide breadth of options for developing different parts of your world. The Ultimate RPG Game Master's World Building Guide comes out on June 1st, but you can pre-order it now over at bit.ly/ultimateworldbuilding and get ready for the release by attending some of the digital events I have coming up through bookstores. On June 4th at 7pm Central Time, I'm going to be doing an event for Next Chapter Booksellers. Then on June 9th at 7pm Central Time, I'm going to be doing an online event for Barbara's Bookstore. Both of these events are going to involve me and one other person using one of the exercises from the book to develop a world of our own. And on the June 9th event at Barbara's Bookstore, I'm going to be joined by Alexandra Rowland, who you might recognize as the author of A Choir of Lies, A Conspiracy of Truths, and Finding Fairies. They are an excellent world builder, and you will not want to miss hearing us work together. You can find links to register for those events in our show notes. Heroes the One Shot Network is currently kickstarting the second season of our spin off series for Skyjacks, Skyjacks Courier's Call. Courier's Call is an all ages approach to the Skyjax universe, where Kieran Rao, played by Palomi Pertap, June Hemno played by Ali Grauer, and Cecilia C.C. Whitwick, played by Aaron Catano Saez, Travel across Sphere as apprentices under the Swiftwell Courier service. If you can't get enough of the stellar storytelling we do here on Skyjacks, you'll definitely want to listen to Courier's Call. The good news is the new season is already, f- but we are currently closing in on some really tantalizing stretch goals. We're currently less than $300 away from bringing Jeff Stormer, Aaron Katano sayez Drew Murziewski, and myself together for another round of All My Fantasy Skyjacks. Where you get the good world building and deep lore that you have been craving. Then, if we manage to hit 20,000, we will get a new song from Arnie Parrot. New music from Arnie appears in both shows and makes everything better. So, if you haven't backed already, head over to bit.ly/skyjackscc2. That's bit.ly/skyjacks, the letter C, the letter C, the number 2. And if you have backed already, why not share that Kickstarter page again? The more people who see it, the better we'll be able to make the new season. Before we get back to the show, a huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Currently, the One-Shot Patreon is featuring a Skyjacks Courier's Call bonus series that is eight parts. It tells the story of the Courier's Call crew encountering Jolly Jack. And you'll be able to listen to parts one through five right now if you head over to Patreon and back at the $5 level or more. A huge thank you to everyone who's backed us already and everyone who's going to back us in the future. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. All right. This sounds like an Ascend to me. So you're rolling against two purple dice uh, with your brawn. You upgrade one of them because you are using your eye right now.
2: Gotcha. (laughs) That is two successes and one advantage. All right. I think you, you
3: spring for the next stable platform. And I think... Part oh. of your advantage. Oh, so yeah, go ahead. the
2: the goal isn't necessarily to go for the, the next platform. It's m- In my brain, it's like Travis and I running to the side of the platform is going to cause it to tilt up. And then the platform itself will block Sifra from the wind. And then she'll fall while hopefully we figure something out. And I haven't thought that part yet.
3: i like this uh so what i'm gonna say is you are you're ascending first of all the 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 most important part is now Jonnet is moving with the wind he is now balanced um so you're going to be using agility instead of brawn for future roles also you're acting against sifa right now so sifa is going to have a black die uh, against her next move, I think is is what's happening. So you've ascended and you've given Sifa a black die. We're going to have Sifa go. Sifa s- sees Jonnet, can feel that he is like stepping into the wind and sees Travis, that and that Travis has kind of failed to connect everything like he was trying to earlier, but didn't quite manage it. And that Travis is obviously the weak link, so Sifa is going to make an aggressive move against Travis. Oh yeah, um, that's two successes and an advantage. Uh, mm. Travis, you are now going to be falling. I, I want to know: Did Travis move on Jonat's like indication? Like, was he starting to move? I think
0: probably.
2: Yeah, we've yeah. been working together long enough. <laughs> I mean, that that, that that
3: totally makes sense to me. So, like, you're still, like, scrambling. You're dealing with all of the fucking baggage that you have from Oromar right now. But, like, John, it gives you an indication you are somebody who has been in a lot of, like, real-ass battles where life and death were on the line. When an ally tells you to do something, you do it so that you can support them and hopefully survive. So, exhausted and bedraggled you move with Jonnet and then this woman who is in her mid-60s moves with like feather-touch feet gracefully and swiftly across the ground wind it tighter be a fighter, and we're not going home till the war is done. And at her back, there is a gale. So she taps like into you, beside you to face Jonnet, and the gale catches you and just sweeps you from the
0: platform. Uh, So Travis, you are now falling. (laughs) What do you do? I mean, I would like to not be, please. Um, (laughs) Okay. I want to try and like get onto so am I falling off of this platform or just falling like while I'm on a platform you know what I mean So, you what is happening right now is
3: Sifa bumped you a little bit but also with that bump there was a huge gust of wind so unless you do something right now that wind is going to sweep you off the platform and into the net as I'm
0: falling can I try and like grab Sifa in a way to like get myself back up Yes. So
3: what I'm gonna say, if what you're trying to do is going to recover you and also do something against Sifa, it will be a daunting check instead of a hard check. But I will daunting.
0: allow it. it higher, sweep the fire, And we're never gonna finish what we've just begun. Daunting is three? The daunting is four.
3: <laughs> or you can just like do something to recover yourself that isn't acting against SIFA, and that will be three. No. I'm going to I'm going to do it
0: all. Yeah. Um can I go can home. I entreat a entreat luminary now or should I do it after I roll? Uh
3: you can entreat a luminary now. Oh, I'll, I'll do it now. Let's see who's out there for you. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> nice. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah. For a good time. Uh, Yeah.
3: (laughs) It is the Forest Queen, who I will point out, you did quite recently drunk dial. Um, So I want to know, Johnny, the Forest Queen is there to help you. More than happy to help you. But there is a request that comes with it. A thing that you know, kind of instinctually, as soon as the opportunity presents itself. What is it? What is she going to ask of you?
2: Lose my number. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Is it? Do you think it's a big thing? You know, like he- here's the thing. I-, I do know that you called the Forest Queen when you were drunk last night. We I don't, don't rem- know what you said. Her, yeah. We literally don't know. You are in kind of an emotional and vulnerable place. A thing that we do know that I will say meta knowledge we absolutely know is that she does not know that Margaret is around. That is a big advantage that you have on her. A thing could be that in whatever you said last night, it hinted at something. She could ask you that now. If you want a hard move, dramatic thing against you, I think that is an option that you could pick. The other thing that she could ask you to do, she could even ask you to change something about yourself. Like she could ask
0: you for another hour as an animal every day. Here's something that I just thought of, and tell me if this is too much. Okay, so that. What I was gonna suggest was that she wants me to kill another changeling.
3: That that I can accept because we okay. do know that there are changelings, <laughs> right? Changelings are just a thing generally. So, so I would, yes, I would like Travis to- Travis
1: would rather be beholden to do a murder for the Forest Queen than lose a game.
2: The key, well, the operative word there <laughs> yeah, is Yeah, th- that
0: is the thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's This is true. to give
3: you an advantage on this thing. But, like, so what is happening here? This is a moment where Travis is like, I'm going to try and grab this person and stabilize myself. And in doing that, the Forest Queen in an instant is like, I could help you with that. I would be more than happy to help you with that, actually. You just have to do this one little thing for me, which is a murder. <laughs> So, Travis, in this instant, like, here's the thing. Travis might not even be thinking clear-headedly, you know. This is instinctually down to a desperate moment. Is Travis the type of person who would obligate himself to take a life of a person who, you know, is kind of like him in a way if it is to do something that might benefit him? I, I do think... This could go either
0: way, especially I, because Travis has recently committed to being a better person. And I feel like it is like a snap judgment thing. And I feel like a big thing about him is that's like future Travis's problem. And I feel like it's very easy for him to stack those up. You know what I mean? Uh, for for present To help present Travis. Also...
3: I I think, if anything, this arc has really demonstrated that quite a bit as he kept gambling. (laughs) I
0: think that there's there's always a way out. You know what I mean? Technically, legally, you know, every night, Travis dies. So... You know... I mean, you know that
3: she knows that that's how it works. So that loophole is probably not maybe as present. Yeah, there are are a million loopholes. There are a million loopholes. No, no, no. So yeah, Travis is going to do it.
0: Yeah, why not? Great, upgrade those dice twice, baby. (laughs) I, I can't wait for – so then it's one green, so that would become a green and a yellow? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for it to still fail. Right.
1: So that's not a very big upgrade.
3: I know. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll give it three. We are asking you to do a murder from like your supernatural abusive so then, mom. <laughs> so then two yellows? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, a supernatural abusive foster mom. And yes, that is two yellows. Two (laughs) yellows against three purple. Still not great odds, but no.
0: That's two failures and two threats. Wow. (laughs) Ah! See, sometimes
1: if you just do a fall, then (sighs) the consequences are like, oh, I fell.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Travis, you fall. You know, you fall and you know, like... Sifa is moving with the wind, like you kind of grab at what you thought was Sifa's arm but turned out to be a cape and it slips through your fingers very easily. You are falling to the ground and you hit the net and then the air around you fills with the sweet scent of columbines which have blossomed around you growing out of the net itself. Worthless. And you're gonna have to do a murder next arc. That's didn't fun! Even... Uh, Alright, cool. <laughs> I love it. Hey, we get to learn more about changelings which sounds rad to me <gasps> and ooh, I think I know who you're gonna have to murder. I love this. Already. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> We are back up. It is now Sifa versus Jonnet. Jonnet versus Sifa. The round is about to flip over. Both of you chose to remain on a platform that no longer exists. So you are both, uh, Sifa is like synced up to the wind. Jonnet, you are falling right now. So all that advantage you got from being balanced is gone. Sifa can still, because she is fluid, roll from agility. But Jonathan, you're up first. What are you gonna do? It's gotta be big. Win or lose. This is kind of a huge moment.
2: Uh John, I'm <laughs> hello, God. It- Hold that thought.
0: Yeah. Wait, someone's calling your hotel phone? Yes. Oh, your four PM wake up call. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna send someone up to unclog your toilet.
2: I uh, heard you wrecked it. Uh, it's <laughs> gonna be loud. Definitely mine. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can have. You can have one. You can have one. <laughs> okay, appreciate it. Thank you.
1: I didn't answer my questions Everybody. about the diarrhea, but okay. Bye. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You, okay. you leave
2: your marshmallow peeps downstairs? I, 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 he ate my peeps. He ate my peeps. Gotta
0: have, gotta have my peeps. He just
2: laughed at me. He laughed at me for a, a solid 30 seconds. Um, I could hear the peeps in his mouth. While he was <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think Jonnet is going to try and tap into the, not exactly sure how he's going to force the feeling, but he's going to try and tap into the light airiness that he had when he first was learning with Johnny and Juano that sort of propelled him up when everyone was sort of falling to the ground. John, it was crap. I can't actually remember if he was uh, floating up or just like floating down slower, whichever it is, he's going to try and tap into that.
3: I mean, Hell yeah, dude. That that is here's the thing. You got you we've established that you got your eye open. If you give me two strain, I'll give you an upgrade. That is you doing it within the style, which is an upgrade. So that's two upgrades already. I'm actually gonna give you three upgrades because like you this is you kind of fulfilling a mini character arc that you built for yourself, which I love. So yeah. Miranda it, it,
2: chronicle. All right. All right. So, all right. So, three upgrades. So, that's going to become a yellow. And that's going to, and I'm rolling off of agility. How hard is this going to be? What are you trying to do? So, I think actions wise, John, it was running towards the platform. I assume like starting to, the big gust happened and then the platform is gone. So, mm-hmm. I think. Jonet is going to try and, like, he's going to half-cape it again, and he's going to try and, like, throw it in a certain way where, like, the force sort of, like, catches its own wind, and maybe he, like, gets caught up in Sifa's gust a little bit, but he's trying to, like, channel the energy to, like, keep him afloat to possibly... <sighs> Here we go.
1: <laughs> oh, it's just me. I'm here at the door to get get your pipes. Oh, the you so the diarrhea situation. I, I shouldn't be embarrassed about it. It happens to everyone.
2: <sighs> okay. <laughs> He's going to try and just like channel that light, that lightness mm-hmm. and either... Wait, Sifa out to see who can not fall to the ground faster or find his way to a platform. I don't know what's behind uh, below him. Here's what I'll here's the decision I'll put in front of you
3: because I can see this going two ways. You can either do this like thing and basically engage in wind magic to remove all of the platforms. And just bank on the fact that you're going to fall slower than Sifa, which is a complicated action. It would be a, a hard action instead of, you know, it might even necessarily have to be a daunting action, but if you pull it off, it will end the fight for sure. Otherwise, this kind of sounds like a movement and an ascend where you will move to a, close by platform and you will become fluid the way that Sifa is fluid
2: uh, well then I'm going to try and match f- the the fluidness
3: okay so this is an average check uh, you're just rolling whatever dipole you have
2: oh against. okay yeah. so that's one success and one triumph
1: yeah dude what? yeah blah, blah, blah.
3: I had so many yellow die You did. A success and a triumph. (laughs) What does that mean? Get out of the group chat. (laughs) I I think this is splitting the difference uh, between other things. You catch the wind and, like, spin back around... I think you do kind of a cool, light-touch anime landing on this platform, and wind billows out from where you are standing, and all other platforms that are not the one that you are standing on flip over. So... It is just you on this platform. The platform does become unstable, and Sifa has nowhere to go but where you're standing. So both of you are fluid right now. It is basically make or break on this platform. Does that feel suitably dramatic to you? Pretty good. Sure.
2: All right. I'll allow it. All (laughs) right.
3: Then Sifa is going to... Touchdown on the platform. You know, she is having to do like some swirling dancing motions. She looks like a leaf caught in the wind right now as she touches onto this platform. The wind is furious everywhere around you. We can see in the stands on the solid gold seats covered in hair. (laughs) Uh, of those stands. We can see them like undulating kind of up and down. The crowd is going wild. Certainly on the amateur ass level that everybody was expecting for this event, nobody expected it to turn out like this. But Sifa is moving and you can see with your eye open that Around her, there are bits of sand that have thrown into the wind. You can see that on her sleeves, she kind of had like sandbags sewn in. She has released that sand into the wind. And it's not that she is dancing with the wind and kind of flying like you were. She is touching uh, her feet against that sand as though it were solid ground. You've seen her perform magic like this before. With the sand bottles that she broke back in Bhujanith, she was able to float on a dust devil as though it were solid ground. She is pulling a variation of that spell work here to keep herself balanced. The wind is moving furiously, so she is having to dance around you to even get close to you right now. But she is going to move in and basically try and disconnect you from the root that you have to the wind to make you a less terrifying and dangerous opponent
2: is this sand cheating
3: Uh, you don't know the rules so it's hard to say but because you have your eye open you know 100% for sure that is what's happening
2: yeah that's fair
3: she fails with an advantage So she is really doing the work to try and get near you. You are fully connected to the wind, and the wind has your back right now. The wind is, like, howling around you, and it is making it difficult for Sifa to get close. She finally like she looks like she's flagging a little bit so she makes a big leap to sweep near you and you know try and swing her body weight into you you're able to sidestep it but it does mean that you're having to focus on more than one thing so the next roll that you're going to get is going to have a black die oh the platform beneath you two disappears. So now you two are both fluid dancers in the wind, being like quite near one another. Basically, whoever gets the next successful move to move someone down in their status is probably going to be the person who falls slowest and wins.
2: PC slot is up first. What do you do, Tyler? Yeah, I mean... Jonet is just going to let the wind carry him and I think there's like the wind is at his back I think there's a moment of like it like hits him he propels forward and there's this moment where like if you're dancing with someone sometimes like you can like put your, your hand on like their, their midsection and kind of guide them a little bit and so in this large gust Jonah is going to basically just, like, try and, like, put a hand, like, right on Sifa's tummy and then just, like, throw her forward, like, throw her down.
3: All right. I like it. Let's have you roll it. This is going to be off of agility. You have a blue die to this. You also have a black die. I feel like this is within style or character arc. So that's one upgrade. And if you spend two strain, your eye is open. And I feel like that can be good for an upgrade there.
2: And then what am I rolling against? Two purple dice. Oh, well, I mean, I've I've botched these before. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. Two successes, two advantages.
3: Yeah, I think like you are able to do that you can feel the like you move to her the two of you are like swirling around each other descending and you can just
2: gently shift that dance downwards oh man i think can the push down can it be incredibly gentle like i like to have sifa hit like a quarter of a second before jana hits the net
3: I think that is exactly what it's like. And, you know, we had the way Ku hit the net earlier was that, you know, gigantic anime-like power shot of hitting the net. This, the net, like, barely even bounces. It is just a gentle descent for the two of you. Campaign Skyjacks is a one shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Like Asians Represent. Asians Represent celebrates Asian creators and diversity in the gaming community. Join hosts Agatha Chang and Daniel Kwan as they discuss gaming, genre, and representation with their guests and occasionally argue with each other about the sound of Agatha's beloved Airhorn app. Janet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matigo was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, One Shot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neo Scum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning fantasy flight games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes.
0: strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends near to rise, twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, Who know we can never deny, the call of the sky.
3: It's an actual play starring me, James D'Amato, Mel D'Amato, Ali Grauer, and Drew Mirzieski, as we playtest the No Kings system, which will hopefully one day be the Skyjacks role playing system. It toes the line between weird and wonderful slice of life and high-flying space fantasy. You can sample the first five episodes by searching for Starwall Odyssey on your favorite podcast app, or get the whole thing by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up for $5 a month or more.